Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Cannon Talk. I'm yours, Mona, and my co-host as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Arsenal returned to the Emirates. We discussed the Newcastle fixture and also the big clash at Old Trafford and then the toughies at Goodison Park. Yeah, I mean, with regards to the Newcastle game, a mouth-watering fixture, I thought, uh, you know, going to the match, since, I mean, we needed a, a morale booster, um, Arsenal making one change from the Anfield defeat, uh, Odegaard replacing Lacazette. Um, to be honest with you, I, I was expecting also Tavares and Lakonga to be replaced. But yeah, I think well. it, was, it was almost like a, a you know a redemption fixture also for Tavares and uh, Lakonga. And I mean, the trust that, that Arteta has put in both of them. And your thoughts? You know, I, I thought Lacazette would have kept his place. You know, maybe if you were want to do bring in Odegaard, you know, play Lacazette up top. Because he has good hold-up play, and I think you could have added then the different dimension with Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, and, and Saka coming off, off them. And, um, yeah, Tavares, Tavares, I never thought would have started and kept his place after that, you know, yeah, yeah. mistake. Lekonga, I think, you know, I, I can't see fault in dropping him just yet. But I do yeah. think Adrian Maitland-Niles does need a proper chance, in my opinion. Yeah, so the game kicks off, and I'm in Arsenal. Of course, having the you know the home dominance, uh, you know immediately start dominating, like you know clocking up the passing stats, uh, possession stats. So on the flip side, I did think, um, I mean, I'd like to hear your take as well. But I mean, I did think we were overplaying things. You know, instead of taking two touches, we're taking three, or instead of taking one touch, we're taking two. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they were trying to overcomplicate things. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's easy to spray the ball, play to beat, but I need to space. And that is when we are most dangerous in games. Is is when we get the ball and drive forward. Instead of you know, getting the ball, dawdling on the ball, getting caught in the ball. And a, and a team like Newcastle, you know, I think they would have hated the Arsenal coming at them like that because they are struggling. But it's almost like when you take that extra touches on the ball, you slow things down, and yeah. it allows your opposition to stifle you, like Newcastle were. And I mean, I think it's something you mentioned to me a while back with one of the other matches we've played or so. I mean, I can't just not pinpoint the exact uh, game now. But I mean, something that you mentioned was, you know, when, when we look like we're about to dominate the game, then you have like the opponent converting to a sort of, uh, you know, just hoofing the ball forward. No real thought to it, but just, you know, almost like a hit and hope. And more often than not, it was kind of breaking kindly for Newcastle because, look, even though we had them on the ropes, really on the ropes, every time it took like one long ball from them to, uh, like, you know, from whether it was from the goalkeeper or from anybody in the defence, but it was already setting us again on the back foot. And that, for me, it was a bit shocking because you also remember <clears throat> immediately some of those chances that were building up for Newcastle. There was this one chance where Ramsdale had to pull off a worldie to tip onto the crossbar from a Roger Shelby shot, yeah. And I mean, he was stinging him in the like, that one shot also in the chest where he couldn't even hold the ball maybe to get it at the second attempt. Yo, you, you wonder, you know, when a goalkeeper sometimes joins a club, he's, he he just makes save after save and like, yeah. almost like a kind of a beginner's luck. You just, I just, like, you know, you want to wonder, like, is Ramsdale pulling out of the saves because, you know, everything's going the rub of, like the rub of the green or, you know, is he really going to be doing this for us for the next decade or so? Yeah. I mean, one thing that I do enjoy of him, and it's something like, <clears throat> look, you know, uh, like uh, since I watched Arsenal, I mean, I, of course, I started out liking uh, John Lukic, and then, of course, later on, you know, David Seaman and Nina took over. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a very strong, upright posture in it. And 
I think what what I, when I look at it, uh, okay, look, Lehman was a good keeper, and but for me, where Ramsdale kind of stands out, yes, it's like this raw Peter Schmeichel way about him. You know, when he comes yeah. out of people, he makes himself like this, like almost like ogreish, like you yeah. know, the way he spreads his body and his hands and whatever. So I mean, he's ending up <clears throat> making saves either with a chest or with an elbow or the tips of his fingers or whatever. But by the time you you as a forward, I mean, you know yourself, you played as a forward. If you get your head up from you know after collecting the ball and you see this goalkeeper making himself big and rushing towards your feet or whatever, you are gonna panic and kind of choke up your shot. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's it's not always easy when the keeper does that, make himself big and always you know one step or one step ahead if you're coming out and trying to stifle your shots. I mean, look, the first half wasn't that much. I mean, of of, of it was almost like uh, laborious, like when you watched it, you know, like going through because. When you when you watch the match, like especially first half now, Newcastle were playing almost like a, a you know down the spine of the team. They were, <coughs> excuse me, they were playing two banks of four, so it was almost like two you know having to break or breach two buses the way they were just parked and fixed. And I mean what what I did see the especially the last about five to ten minutes. I don't know if you picked up on this, but Tavares was in, almost like getting more isolated, not isolated, but he was like trying to drift off, and he was actually becoming the outlet more and more. Later on in the first half. Yeah, no, I, I, I did see that. It's because, like, I mean, I think we needed something different. Like, because we had the lion's share of position, I think about 80% of the position, I think I saw yep, at yes. one stage for the first half. But, I mean, like, you know, we weren't doing anything with it. I think, you know, adding that different dimension, playing it out wide and allowing Tavares to, to you know, get more of an outlet course, started pulling Newcastle's players out of place. And, I mean, for me, you know, as we approached halftime, uh, one of the big negatives of that half was, I think, the forty-first minute where fantastic work from the left flank by Arsenal. You know, driving forward, Saka ends up getting to the byline, whoops in across. Odegaard pulls off a as Dubravka pulls off a worldy save to you know pick the ball out of the top corner. And I mean, with a rebound, I really thought Obama all had to do was just tap in and he ends up firing the ball against the post from about three yards out. Oh, yeah, it was easier to actually um, score than to miss. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, <clears throat> I, every time people say, you know, get behind the play, get, I mean, you can't say people are uh, totally against the bomb here, but when you see, uh, you know, nonchalant sort of finishing like that, I mean, it does fr- uh, frustrate the person because you're thinking there's like two strikers that he's now, say, or even three that he's keeping out of the squad. And I mean, he's making misses like that and he, like, you know, he keeps on playing. You know, uh, we, we always, there's an old thing with Arsenal where, you know, if you only had a striker, well, most of the time, if you only had a striker, you know, that was playing in the team with Ozil, Sanchez, you know, Giroud was good, but if you had like a world-class striker, you know, then the Bamiang was leading the line and we never really had the attacking, the support from the midfield when he was yeah. in the form of his life. Now it's like his form is tapering off quite badly, but yeah. now you have that players around him now that can actually feed him. The older Bamiang, not that he's, you know, yeah. gone on, but I mean, the older Bobby Yang would have probably, you know, been feasting. And I mean, you know, who knows where they could have put us in the league thus far. Yeah. So, I mean, we go into the half, you know, somewhat bewildered it out. It's still 0 0. Um, of course, we knew <clears throat> the half time also, a break also came at the right time because we knew Arteta also needed to, you know, speak directly to the players, probably to, you know, get certain points across. Because I still think, as I told you, and the listeners, we were dawdling too much with the ball, like whether it was 
in midfield or up front because I think also whenever the ball got played out from defence, I was expecting a sort of drive to go forward and every time we would stop, see the two banks of four of Newcastle and then that ball goes again in that horseshoe shape to the other side again and that cat and mouse whole time was kind of bothering me but I mean, you can see the team was talked to, they look at yeah. more adventure in the second half and I mean, Saka ends up forcing at the 51st minute already to came to a fine save with the feet. Yeah, no, you could see that something was headed after because we just looked a bit a different team. The yeah. movement was better, the ball moved quicker, and everything was done with a bit more pace, which you know we needed to do for the first time. But sometimes, you know, just playing kicker, running into the box, makes a big difference in yeah. in, in when the when the opposition has to defend against you. Yeah. Then 56th minute, in uh, Smith Rowe and Tavares ex- exchange some, you know, tippy tippy passes. Nuno then ends up releasing Pukayo Saka, who's bursting through on the overlap. And Saka ends up just smashing the ball past the keeper. Finally, one will Arsenal. I think Newcastle were really, you know, uh, stubborn to break down. But I think I just felt that if we needed that one goal, you know, the game would be out because Newcastle is in that you know, type of rut now where if they had to score first, it could have been a very difficult game. But because we eventually broke the deadlock, I think the spirits at Newcastle are really down in the dumps at the moment. Yeah, because I mean, look, my son watching the game with me, he was like, you know, also getting kind of frustrated seeing the score at null null and, and, and us was like, you know, struggling to get through the lines. But I mean, I, I, I just told him, like, I think it was just during the halftime period when I told him, if we get the one goal, you're going to see that spirit of them is going to be broken because they, you know, it was like, I don't know if you always remember watching even previous Arsenal teams, when you kind of break that cycle of that, that team that's, that's setting up like that. Normally the goals come in either quick and fast or yeah. you, you almost like dominate them again for a period as they try to struggle to get the, the sort of like a sort of formation again to battle you and, and try to take the game to you to get like at least a you know a point out of it. And then of course you're gonna get to that, that, that certain phase where they will almost like just dominate completely, you know, where they throw everything at you, like you know, the kitchen sink type of thing. Yeah. But I mean back to the game. Uh Saka then ends up coming off sixty uh, fourth minute. Martinelli then ends up coming on. A minute later, he ends up getting clattered into the box. I mean, I honestly think it could have been a penalty because <clears throat> the LaSalle was not even going for the yeah, ball. He ends up just shoulder, sh- shoulder barging him on the jawline. I mean, of course, the Revenant probably said it was not just um, like a 50-50, but I honestly don't beg to differ. Then a minute later, Tomiyasu ends up floating a, a teasing ball into the Newcastle box. I mean, at first, I, I didn't pick up the run of Martinelli, but I just thought it's like a kind of eating hope cross. But when you actually see the, almost like from, from uh, you know, panned out version of it, you can actually see Martinelli already goes for that run. And, or, or, I don't know if Tommy Yasso already gives him like the eyes, like where he's going to eat the ball. But I mean, perfectly floated ball. And as before the ball even drops, Martinelli volleys out from probably mid-air and he buries the ball past the keeper. 2 no Arsenal. Yeah, no, I think that was game set and match for me. I think, you know, at that point you felt just comfortable that we would, you know, either bag a, a few more or you, yeah. you just kind of run the, like, you know, do it professionally. Uh, that is actually what I like of this RTL team at the moment because, you know, look, six, eight minutes, shall we also let fly with a, a shot from us of the box again. Ramzo again coming out tops. And, but it's almost like the, the organization and, and control of the game gets back to basics again once we have that lead. Or even if, if a chance kind of breaks for the opponent, 
They just were like, yeah, it was a couple of short heads. I mean, for me, Lokonga was somebody that was, uh, you know, putting himself about and having a more calming figure that, to me than even like someone like Thomas Party. And I mean, look, I, I don't know who was like Emma, Thomas Party, but I mean, sometimes you just expect, you know, with, with seniority, that person's supposed to take control of that midfield. And I mean, for, for me, when you see the younger player, you know, in the partnership, the younger player is kind of dominating and, you know, really bossing and showing maturity. I mean, for me, it's impressive. No, I 100% agree with you on, on that one. Like, party needs to show a bit, you know, a bit more, you know, just so that I'm the dominant figure. Like, you could tell the difference between, like, a Patrick Vieira and Fabregas when they're playing in the midfield. You know, Vieira didn't depend on Fabregas to, whenever they did play, when he came in as a youngster. Like, you know, he was quite nurtured and... The, the the like the senior player is supposed to be leading by example. Because I, mean, I want if, like sometimes when I look at him, it's only like if he sees his channels are closed, he kind of just gives up and he plays a pass back. Where if you look, if it's like I'm just taking an example now, but you, if you look at say somebody like either Lakonga, you watch say someone like Ben White, if they see their channels are closed and they think, okay, then I'm gonna take this ball and I'm gonna travel alone and I'm gonna find yes. myself a, a, a route out of this this mess. But I mean, drive it, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't have that, so. At the first minute, Martinelli again sets up Lacazette, who came on as a sub for Aubameyang in the 76th minute. Uh, Laka ends up firing wide. Arsenal, of course, not wanting to control the game even more, going to the last five minutes. End up bringing on El Nini, taking Thomas Party off. Uh, with about two minutes to go, St. Maximum again works, around himself with a low drive, which the keeper, you know, grabs a hold on to. But I mean, we end up, you know, seeing out the game very professionally. And we go level with West Ham, fifth still on goal difference. Um, very, very, very good um, clean sheet once again. You know, yeah. it seems like it's been coming uh, almost a norm at, at, at Arsenal. You know, besides that uh, Liverpool defeat, but I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, good to good, good to get back to to a clean sheet. I mean, as you said, to draw a level to West Ham, who West Ham played yesterday and. Um, through to Brighton, which was a good result for the Gunners, as we take on Man United at Old Trafford, a hunting ground that's never been really good to us. Even the last season, we finally broke what was the 12 or 14 year Uru at, at Old Trafford. I think 14 years since we beat him in the Premier League with that uh, goal and then Aubameyang, you know, does it again. So, you know, I'm a bit nervous going into this game. Ronaldo always seemed to have get the better of us in fixtures and I don't know, United probably seemed to be on the up after um the new the sacking of Solskjaer, um Jaden Sancho even, you know, starting to bag a few um since Solskjaer has left. No, I mean I'm not I'm like, I mean you know my hatred for United, so I don't think <laughs> I'm gonna get to uh, you know, on their side really. Um but I mean like if you want to give that I'm unbiased thing perspective of it. Um, I just think, I mean, for me, what said a lot of the Man United game against Chelsea the other day, they knew whether they were be in for a scrap against Chelsea. That is why they did not play Ronaldo. And I just think to myself, if we cannot play at a sort of tempo in that way, they cannot cope where you're going to need, you know, all the ends of the pump from their side. You know, the sort of, uh, the way we played that first half against Leicester City. Did I think United will be second-guessing themselves, or Kenny will be second-guessing himself of even playing Ronaldo. I mean, of course, he comes with that aura, that, uh, that you know, yeah. perfect. But <clears throat> I just think many people always, I think, tend to forget. You think just of Ronaldo, of, you know, that, that era of United when he <laughs> was under Alex Ferguson. But I think now it's like, 
can he cope in a real, you know, when you're going to really take the game to them? Because you saw even in that game against Lowen, they played Liverpool. I mean, of course, I know we got tonked as well. But I mean, you could see he got lost in the game completely because he ended up getting isolated and it was almost like playing like a lone frontman but not getting the ball either. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I mean, of the two sides, I believe United have probably the most, like, you know, with the injuries. I think, and, and I think, I was going to say suspended, but I think Maguire's then available for today's game, for the night's game. Uh, but, I mean, for me, what I found also funny was, like, you know, in the build-up to this game, I saw a clickbait article on like, yesterday evening where someone in the Daily Mail wrote something like, Arsenal, it suffers a big blow, losing three players. And I'm thinking, like, big blow. Because now I'm thinking, I watched the article, the press conference, and the only one that was really, like, key keep or like player for us was Saka and then they put in like fine print like uh, Kolasinac and Xhaka and I'm thinking I mean Arsenal yeah. like, you know are willing to even let these two players go and they come in like we're suffering a big blow losing these players but I still think I mean we're capable of something this evening I, I mean I personally hope we can you know you know steal all three points from under their noses but I mean uh, it's going to come down to also what our players, what mindset we are, because I think it's going to come down to that as well. Like, because look, Old Trafford's going to be probably packed this evening. So, I mean, I just think we're going to have a work cut out, but I mean, I just hope people like, you know, the spine of the team are the ones that are going to carry this team going forward, like, especially now over the next 90 minutes in this evening. I'm a bit worried, you know, in this game, especially since I hope Saka can be fit because he's been a key, key, key part of our attack and, and, I wonder how we're going to line up as well. You know, do you bring Lacazette back into the, the lineup? Do we pack the midfield? You know, it's gonna be you know, I'm happy to get a point tonight, to be honest with yeah. you. I think with, with West Ham, you know, we, we we I don't want to say we're not challenging for the title, but I mean we're not we shouldn't be at that expectations, but that draw, you know, in the top four circumstances, we we don't lose ground against United, we we, we don't lose ground at the West Ham, we play Chelsea. On the weekend, you know, yeah. at, at the stadium. So, you know, either way, um, should should West Ham beat Chelsea, we get points on Chelsea, which you know is not the ideal objective. But if West Ham loses and we didn't lose today, we can kind of you know go three points uh, ahead of them with us playing them after Everton. So, you know, if we beat if we beat Everton as well, and then we play them afterwards. So, you know, there's there's a lot to 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 think about. But I think you know Arsenal should be good enough for a draw. I think if we if we lose tonight, I think I won't be I'll be gutted actually because mm. I'm going there with a bit of confidence. You know that you know surely we shouldn't lose to United at the moment the way they're playing. But strange things have happened. We've seen Arsenal play a very fragile United side, and they've managed to overcome us multiple times. I mean, like my take is just. We don't need anybody trying to be almost like a smart ass in the team. You know, we you yeah. trying to be too clever overplaying this or trying a bit of that and we get yourself isolated. Because look, as you said now with a new manager, <coughs> excuse me, on the on the brink of now being there, because I think he's gonna even be in the stadium tonight. He's not coaching them tonight, but he is in the stadium to watch the match tonight. Uh Rangnick. So I just think to myself, it would be a good marker for us to almost like you know, like show them, you know. That's the place you know, like you know the way we were saying last season with us, where we were playing like a sort of team that we deserve to be, you know, where we are because we are playing like a team, yeah. that, you know, are in that position. And I just want us now this evening to almost like sort of hand a, a thing to them, a ball, I wouldn't say beating to them, but a sort of performance to them 
that they've always done unto us. So I, I mean, yes. for me, ideal time now to take the one like that. Yeah, no, just like, you know, whether it's a 2-0, 1-0, or 3-0, or 3-1, yeah. but it's like a kind of a statement that, like, we've outplayed them all the yeah, way that yeah, they yeah. stood no chance of ever being in the game. But, yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good yardstick for Arsenal. I think you beat United tonight. The tails are up. You know, you're going three points ahead in the top four race. Um, and which, I mean, so two points that, ahead. You also see the mindset of the players now where, you know, even conceding one goal is already hurting them already. And, and yeah. so they almost like they're taking more pride in the clean sheet. Ramsdale, you can see for a fact that he is, you know, the guy in the dressing room is probably also ging them up also before games and even during half time breaks also. Yeah, no, I think he's a bit more of a team spirit in the in the camp at the moment and a bit more of an identity. So yeah, yeah let's let's hope we can um steal a point or you know, uh three, I'll be extremely happy, but I'll take a point. Yeah. So now we switch our attention now to the Monday night football match, Everton versus Arsenal at Goodison Park. Um, you know, after watching the Toffees last last night against uh, Liverpool, I mean, of course, it was, if you, like, you know, watching the game last night also, it was almost like one-way traffic, really. I mean, they just got the consolation to make it 2-1 at one point late in the in the first half. But I mean, I wasn't really impressed with, with Everton. And I, I think <clears throat> when they fa- they, they fan base... It's almost like, like the Everton fan base are also in the doldrums now because they've now played the last eight matches without a win. It's like two draws, six losses, 14th in the league. And it seems that Rafa Benitez just can't seem to get, you know, what is his best 11. Only like that sort of teething problems that Arteta had, where he also didn't know for, you know, for months that, you know, what was the, the, the best squad. Yeah, it just shows as well, like, you know, type of coach, good coach Ancelotti was, you know, he got Everton playing yesterday, you know, dropped off with the inconsistencies and they lost Hamez as well. But he did well with that Everton side. He made him quite a tough side to beat. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually not as nervous playing them this time as I was last season when we came up against them. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, <clears throat> besides now with, with United, which can sometimes also go anyway. You know, as much as you have this rivalry with him. But, I mean, for me, my eyes have also been dropping quite a lot on, on West Ham, the way yeah, David yeah, Boyce yeah, has yeah. gotten them playing. I mean, of course, you know, we jump in the gun a bit, but, I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking... Uh, you get, I was actually finding it tough out how they were... Uh, like, say, say September, uh, watching them, they form up till then. I was thinking, how can you, like, overcome a team like this? They well gelled, everything... And all of a sudden now, the last, say, three weeks or two weeks or so, they almost like look like these little chinks, you know, happening in that squad. Now, I don't know if it's now what you and I have always been talking about with if you have a distraction of the distraction of the Europa League, it does take a lot out of you. You know, every time you're going to either lose players or uh, fatigue-wise, you, you might start off well, but you end up, you know, you, you veer off heavily late on in games. And that is when you saw, and you can see they are shipping in goals a lot, late parts of games. Yeah, no, they, they have been. I mean, they conceded quite late on against Brighton as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But for the longest part, I saw they were leading um, 1-0. And the next thing I saw, it was 1-1. And I was like, yeah. oh, I thought they would have won the game. Yeah, 89-minute yeah. goal they conceded. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, like this is a sort of game also on Monday night where I think it's also a game against another... I mean, it's going to be another scrap. For me, as I said, I almost like see it now as uh, every time it's like a sort of cup final or a mini cup final where we, you know, just you know, chipping away, chipping away, not really watching too much what the 
top three are doing. But I'm yeah. just ending our business now, you know, fighting the top six. And for me, you know, I I, I want us not to, you know, give our all to nick a, 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 you know, a top six spot. And I mean, who knows the bonus of maybe a top four place then? No, I 100% agree. I think, you know, after the next two games we discussed, if you gave me four points, I would be happy. You know, six, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah. And if we get three points, it's it's fine. But I mean, you know, it's not ideal. I mean, you don't want to let United breathe on your neck. I think tonight, you know, I'm not saying it will be over, but I mean, if we can beat United, I know it's a long way to go. You know, they will be staying quite far behind us with with themselves, you know, you know, thinking, you know, how do we catch up to Arsenal? Because Arsenal seems like a team this season that, you know, are probably going to lose to the top three sides whenever we come up against yeah, them. Yeah. And it's fine. You know, we're not expecting to beat them, but... You know, anybody there, there around, I mean, you know, you just start beating them. Like, so, like I said, you know, United's not on form, pick up a point at least. Everton, if you can beat them since they're really, really battling, you know, take that and we move on to, to West Ham, which is, you know, going to be, you know, what, next two weeks time, next week, next weekend. Because, like, for me, what I would, I actually, the weekend, I mean, that almost like was under the radar by most people. But, I mean, for me, even that, that, that Tottenham game, it got postponed the, the Sunday. For me, it was also like a bonus for us because they a win for them, say they won in Burnley. They could have been almost like them right, you know, down our necks, you know, even now it's like uh, on par with points. And, yeah. and not points, but games played. But I mean, for me, it's almost like now, it's a point now where you want to, what you and I have been saying, we want to actually make rather a gap between fifth and sixth and, you know, the rest of the league. And you just see that you keep in, start focusing on keeping in touch in with the top three, top four, like that. And, and that is how you tackle, you know, clinching top six and or maybe the bow, get the bonus of that to be in that the Champions League. No, 100%. But the, the, the Spurs still have a few tough games, you know, the Leicesters yeah. and, and, and even Liverpool as well, I think, still to play. So, you know, Arsenal just need to do their thing. Like you said, try to make daylight between us and, and, um, the rest of the crew and, you know, just kind of stay in touching distance of the top three. Yeah. You know, even if even if Arsenal end off, you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you tell me at the end of the season, Arsenal ends in a decent spot in the top six, but are like seven to nine points off, you know, the, 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 the league champions, yeah. you, know, you kind of take that and say, you know, well, you know, it's a lot closer to where we were a few seasons ago. And so you build on. I mean, if you get the Champions League spot, you can sign a few quality players. And after that, you know, then you can maybe look for that that that, that breaking into the top three. Yeah. So with that, do you have anything else, Adam? Before we no, that's, I'm, all, I'm all good. I'm all ready for tonight's game. Okay. Okay, guys. Take care. Enjoy the game. See you next week. Bye. Cheers, guys. <laughs>